episode seven it's uh been a minute since we recorded one you may have noticed but we're back and better than ever we're gonna get back to churning these out weekly and actually have three people every time and we don't have any plans of missing a week ever again uh i'm with joe today i'm with Raphael, who i don't believe has been on the podcast yet but this is gonna be the group now so you guys want to say what's up Hello, everyone. Uh, good to be back. I miss, I've been missing doing these, and hopefully now, during the summer, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Afternoon, everyone. It's uh, good to be here on this rather prestigious podcast. You should feel privileged. Yeah. You should feel very privileged. I am. Don't um, worry. So, in my opinion, there's really only one place to start when we talk about West Ham United and what is going on over there. And that is our good friend, Declan Rice. His uh, desire to leave, we'll call it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of requested that once we got back into this podcast that we were not going to talk about Rice until something like actually happened. But, I mean, I guess it's kind of unavoidable since it is pretty like connected to you know, the rest of what we like are trying to do this summer. So I don't know. I'm not happy with him at all. Like I didn't think it would get to this point where I would just be totally done with him. But at this point, like he's totally, he's just, for me, he's not ruined what he's done. Cause he gave us a trophy and all that. No, no. And- say what you really feel, dude. Don't, don't put on, like the PR hoodie and blanket on the podcast. Like, say what you feel. Well, that's true. Like, he didn't ruin everything. Done, but, but I will never respect him again. He's completely lost okay. my respect in the last two weeks. Why? It's it's not just wanting to leave. It's the the, the fact that he's told. Manchester City and Manchester United, the only two actual and Bayern, by the way, the only other three credible teams that could put an offer for him. He told them all that he doesn't want, he would not under any circumstances go to to those teams. And what what effect does that have? Well, we got a two awful offers so far. I mean, that first offer was disgusting. Sixty million. Yeah. The first offers. I mean, Havertz got more up front than Rice. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And the fact that... But the thing I would say, not to cut you off, but the thing I would say is, like, he doesn't really owe us, like, going where he doesn't want to go. He knows... Like, let me finish. Like, he knows that he has the world at his feet. And he knows he can go wherever he wants in football. He doesn't want to leave London. He has a family in London. Like, that's fine. I can totally respect that. It's very annoying that he has apparently rejected those three clubs, especially the two Manchester clubs. But, like, I'm not convinced that there's nothing they can do to sway him. 
we might still see it. But there's a report today that United are eyeing up, like looking coming in for him, like using a money plus players deal. So I don't think that they're completely out of the race. We'll see what the reality is, but I mean, at this point, that's what he said. That's what he's done. Is he's told those clubs not to come in for him. Whether or not they do is one thing, but I mean, he he and he does have you know some agency of where he goes. But at the end of the day, he's the captain of this club, and he's leaving. The very least he can do is at least entertain these other clubs and you know drive up the price for a bidding war. You know. Yeah, but I think he's nervous that Arsenal would lose any bidding war. Like he knows that they would lose a bidding war. Well, then he shouldn't go to a shit club. That that's yeah, like fair, yeah. Like he, mm-hmm. yeah. Raf, what's I your think, take on Mr. Declan Rice? Well, I don't, I don't personally blame him for wanting Arsenal, even though I know, like, we as a fan base would rather see him go to, say, City, or Bayern. Even I think, on a personal level, I don't blame him because if you take into consideration the options, right? I don't think Chelsea are like a realistic option anymore because they're going for Caicedo. Um, United, I not think, only because they're going for Casado, because they suck. yeah they've got Enzo, but he, and also I think I think people underestimate how much the entire like Mount fiasco has affected Rice as well in terms of what he thinks of a return to Stamford Bridge, because you consider, I mean, what this time two years ago it seemed everything pointed to him going there, but then you've looked at the developments um, with like Mount and the way he's being treated by their fans. And you, I, I assume that's had some sort of an impact on him. But um, I don't blame him on a personal level for going to Arsenal or wanting to go there because I think Bayern is a hard like adaptation to make for anyone, especially when you're so young and, you know, he's got a young kid as well coming through and he's got a girlfriend. So I, I wouldn't, he wouldn't want to like leave London, right? And also I think at Arsenal, his role would be far bigger for him than at City. I mean... At Arsenal, he'd like alongside Saka and Odegaard. I'd imagine he'd be, you know, face of the team, right, on all the yeah. match day posters yeah. and the graphics outside the Emirates. And also, I think, you know, Rodri's a brilliant player, right? There's no denying that. And Rice would fit that City team amazingly as well. But Rodri isn't really, in my opinion, he's he's amazing. Don't get me wrong, by any means. But I think Rice, so much of his game is like expressing himself, right? His long passes, his a his driving runs forward when he decides to, you know, lead the press, press up on their center halves, their midfielders. I think does Rodri do any of that? I mean, obviously he can. No. This like, is so. Doesn't... This is a completely different conversation. Yeah. But but I think when so it I comes to Rice, him. wait, no, no, no. Like when it yeah, comes to Rice playing for City, I don't think that he would play in Rodri's role. Would you say he'd like set alongside like, the Brown? I don't. Personally, I think that he would be playing in the Stones role. He'd be replacing Gundogan ways. I think that Pep would do a lot more with Rice. Right. So say say Bernardo stays. Would do. Yeah, say, say Bernardo stays. Do you reckon he'd play him over Bernardo in a midfield three? I I personally wouldn't. I think he'd probably... Because there's the point now. I think that he wouldn't fit the Gundogan role. So would he go center back? Because they've got what Diaz, Laporte, I think, Stones. I think personally, like I think that he would try and make him work in the Stones role, but I think that he would play a lot of Rice and Rodri together. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not sure. I just feel like at Arsenal, he'd like be able to personally express himself more. 
I no, he, I agree. He'd be guaranteed like a thousand percent to start every single game. Football and, like on a on an individual level. And the the other thing is though, I, I don't blame him for wanting to go there, whatever we think. I think my bigger issue is the way he's gone about it. I mm-hmm. think if he wanted uh, to How has he gone about it badly though? I don't understand. If he if he wanted to tell Arsenal privately and West Ham privately that's the move he wants, then that would have been fine, right? Because then we could well, say, but how is he supposed to do something privately when like X is giving out every little piece of information that there is that we're in the most we are in the most well yeah I get like, it but I still think private time in sporting history like I, I agree to some extent, like I still think, he can't do that yeah but there's a difference he could have at least tried whilst on the other hand you know going to all these clubs and how do you them, know he didn't try. From what well, we know. because the report is literally that he's gone around and told these other clubs. Now, obviously, yeah. we want to take it all with a pinch of salt, but I think from a and he doesn't. I think he's done enough for us to the point that it's it's kind of our responsibility to try and get him the move he wants, right? Because it's he's literally won us a trophy. Like that is our responsibility. Like I know it. It exists in basketball, right? You see all these people, like all these franchises, try to get their stars to where they want when they blow it up. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we're in a kind of similar situation with with Rice in terms of moving him on. But I, ju- I just think, you know, this is easily by far the the singular most valuable asset we will ever have in our club's history and possibly yeah. like the most expensive asset any British club might ever like he be putting on the market. The transfer record for English players. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not saying he's more valuable than everyone else, but... Is Foden ever going to hit the market? Probably no. not really. Is Saka ever going to hit the market? No, not really. Foden, Foden might hit the market one day, but like if players like Foden hit the market, There's it's, like not because, it's not because well, it's not because that they're too good. Yeah. It's because they have a year left on their contract and Absolutely. they want to leave. It's because they've fallen off a cliff. It's things like that. You yeah. know, the only competitor with the age-wise, Rice is arguably more valuable. Oh yeah, Kane, but I don't think Kane will leave this summer. And I think next summer you'd have to see how his value mm-hmm. reciprocates or arises again. But I just think I just think the way Rice has handled it. Now I don't want to blame him on an individual level like too much, because I feel, you know, it's a young guy going his going through his like first big transfer saga. But who is his agent? Is like, his agent his dad? Like he's not even got like a particular yeah, it is family. It's dad. He it hasn't is got family. a particularly professional agent either. So you wouldn't be like brilliantly advised by, you know, someone experienced in this type of thing. But I think going out of his way to tell these clubs and that that directly impacts how much you're going to get for him because it prevents a bidding war and it prevents us from having that leverage with Arsenal being able to say, you know, you don't cough up this much money, you don't get him. Do you know what I mean? But here's the thing. I don't think that Rice, I don't think that Rice would be upset staying. I think Rice's main priority is to stay in London. And obviously he wants to play for Arsenal more than any other club next season. But, like, I think that we have enough leverage to be, like, we will, like, let our asset depreciate, which I hope that we don't. Or, like, we have enough leverage to just be, like, we won't sell you him if you don't meet our asking price. And I don't think he would have an issue with that. So I I don't don't think he's actually done – I don't think he's actually done anything that wrong by us by telling clubs that he doesn't want to go there. Like, yes – if you had a more professional agent, they would have played it differently, not only to get a bidding war going, but to get his wages higher, his contract mm-hmm. higher, things like that. Well, but I don't like I don't feel like I've been done wrong. 
like that. No, I don't think he's done wrong, but it is definitely a tad jarring what he's done because it it definitely impacts how much money we're going to get for sure. But like a solid 10, 20 million, which can be a lot in today's market. Well, Jack, when you say that he's willing to stay, he wouldn't be too like mad about staying. Like that, like that's what happens. Like, are you suggesting that he would possibly be open to signing a contract? Because I. Completely no. disagree with that. I think that's. I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting. I that think. I think. He'd, I don't think he'd like just. I was reject. suggesting that he be open. Like I think that Declan Rice, like, because it doesn't affect him negatively in any way, he would stay and leave on a free. Yeah, like, if that's only, what we made him. But do. we have. We have like, an but, but, but year, we. Right? But we have a responsibility to ourselves to go and get a fee and not lose an asset yeah. this valuable for nothing. It's just not yeah. responsible. It's yeah. not realistic for us to to. But it, but it's not. But the thing that I'm saying is like he has two years left in his deal, and I'm not saying that we should do this, because like when you start looking at it, then it's like okay, ninety million. Like, do you take that if the installments are right? Like personally, I don't accept anything under hundred. But when it comes to rice, shit, I lost my train of thought. I, I don't think he'd like wait, reject wait, wait. a contract offer out of hand. Oh yeah, but he he doesn't owe us anything. Mm. Yeah, he yeah, owes us being responsible as the club captain while he's still here until the transfer. He won us a trophy. Like he doesn't he doesn't owe us driving up his own price. No, he, no, he doesn't owe it to us. But I think and I think just... that we would be okay, like taking a third like. Instead of getting a hundred million fee this summer, I think that we'd be okay getting seventy million next summer if we don't get a hundred million. We are going to getting seventy million this summer. We just got but, offered eighty. The only, yeah, well, okay, the, the only thing I'd say is um, offer. They will. Uh, the other thing I'll say is all this conversation. I don't think. I think that Arsenal will eventually cough up a package of a hundred million. Yeah, but the thing is, this is the issue, right? I think I think when Moy said in that interview, like I think in February or March, that he wanted 120. I don't think that was ever a realistic target. But I'm still well, of the that's opinion. It's negotiating. Yes, but I'm still of the opinion that Arsenal, like that, the base price without add-ons or anything should have been 100 always. Now I don't know if add-ons should range between you know 10, 5, 15, somewhere around there. But I think the base price should always have been 100. I've said for months that we're going to get somewhere between 90 and 95 plus 10 or 15. The total package should have been, at the very least, the equivalent of him becoming the record transfer. And it's not, we're not even getting more than Havertz money right now. So, well, we are. The the second offer was more than Havertz. Yeah, marginally. The second offer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that their offers haven't been embarrassing. I'm just saying, like, it's really fucking annoying that he's not helping us drive up the price. And it's also really annoying that the price started where it started. Yeah. But it is a part of negotiating. Like but that's can, why we that's why we asked for 120. That's why they bid yeah. 75. But I, I can't help but wonder what went wrong. Because obviously I'm I'm not saying they had to comply with what we wanted straight away. But consider we've probably been in like, you know, touch and go negotiations with them for Maybe a month prior to the first offer or so, maybe a couple of weeks. Probably that, a that few their months. first offer would have been so low is concerning because you know we we say it's an embarrassing offer, it absolutely is. But I don't know if Arsenal would really offer that much beneath our asking price. Yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, well, Arsenal have 
shown that they do that. Oh no, they're stingy they, negotiators they, they, for sure. They, they like they like I understand that they were in negotiations with us, like feeling out the price, but they probably like I think that Rice wanting only them was something that came along later, like after we had won the conference league, because he said that he wasn't doing anything besides focusing on us until yeah. after the season ended. So I think that that new information put them back in that mindset that they have a Mudrick where they're like, we're going to drive this price down. Yeah. But my one Mudrick's not their player. So hopefully yeah. Manchester United or somebody come in and like, whatever. The other concern with racism, I, I'm not doubting his mentality by any means. Um, and I don't think it really was to do with transfers or anything, but he's, he's obviously been outstanding this year. He's the like consensus hammer of the year and everything. Um, but do you remember the start of last season? Like the first three games specifically, four games where he he really looked out of it, like mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Like he like really when was, like like at the beginning of this season, like when we lost the yeah, right like you know that City yeah. Brighton Forest. Um, well, he was great know. against City, so I don't really. He was all right against it. To be no, fair, I can't judge that. He game. was he was great against. I was City. I was in the stands for that game, like really low near the goal, so I couldn't tell you like he was spectacular in my personal opinion. But I think especially against Brighton, like you saw he, just, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't running as hard as he was, but that's not really my concern, right? My concern was more um, his body language towards the other players. And it's gone better throughout the season, for sure. But it's still there. But specifically at the start of the season, and I can't wonder, uh, I can't help but wonder if, you know, if he doesn't get his move, if his move collapses and he's forced to stay another six months, if some of that frustration might play out on the pitch for the opening. I think... That there is some truth to what you're saying, but I also think that he's always just been an animated guy, and yeah, he's like always that. gotten really frustrated. Oh, yeah. with his I think teammates. I think it's it's almost odd how we criticize someone for showing leadership, but at some points in those opening weeks, no, really I was, agree. It, it got. I think I think it got worse. No, I think like it got Nove- no, in like November, like right before the World Cup, I think it got. I think the only game I can remember where it really was worse, in my opinion, in those opening weeks was um, when we got thrashed at Brighton at the Amex. I remember uh, there there was at one point he like responded to like an Instagram comment about it, and then after that he kind of just oh, yeah. he needs he needs like a social media manager of some sort. <laughs> well, he certainly like can't be DMing Alan Rosepa. Hmm? He certainly can't be DMing Alan Rosepa. No, he can't be doing that. He also can't be like following Andrew Tate. Oh yeah. What exactly was the Instagram comment again? Do you remember what part of the season? Uh, it was, was about him throwing his hands up. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. I remember this. Which, to be fair, I get because I think as a footballer, right, like your job almost is to play. I think I think something he definitely plays for personal success. But I think in Rice, more than anyone, he plays for the fans because he knows what it's like to be one of us. Uh, I mean, in, in from like a Chelsea perspective, but still, he's been here since he was young. Um, I feel like a lot of what he's done has just been driven by like wanting to give us one last thing to celebrate before he goes. And he did um, that. Yeah, so so I think yeah, yeah, but I'm saying so I think his like reaction to that comment is justifiable because I think it must be so tough as a professional footballer, like as a Mason Mount or a Declan Rice seeing your own fan base that you were a part of turn on you to some extent. No, yeah, like Which, I'd be really sad possible. if we gave him like the Grealish treatment if he does leave. Like I know it's it, frustrating. The thing is, the thing is, is that it's always going to be some people do, some people hate him, some people love him. Yeah, so yeah absolutely. It's, just, it's, I mean, it's well, frustrating what he's done with um the going out of his way to tell other clubs he's only interested in Arsenal. It's frustrating and it's annoying. But at the end of the day, I really hope like he doesn't get given you know the Grealish the 
Well, I, w- I was going to say Calvin Phillips, but I mean, I don't know if he's played against Leeds. So. <laughs> well, Grealish actually handled this his situation better than, than Rice has. So oh, Grealish. Sure. Yeah, but the Grealish, the thing is, to be fair, Grealish came out of fucking nowhere. Like, I can't even remember he had a release about it before the yeah, they, agreed on, they agreed on a fee. They said whoever comes in, comes in, and that's it. Yeah. And yeah, the only like I remember he was like announced on that Villa kit launch and like two days later he was in a city shirt. Like it wasn't a drawn out saga like this. But the thing it that's also happened. different is that Rice has been hyped about getting a move yeah. for however long. Four years. And the so other thing the is that Manchester summer. like Manchester City move differently on their yeah. transfer targets than Arsenal do. City 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 finish like their transfer quote unquote sagas. Extremely quickly. I remember when they signed Bernardo Silva. It was not even a report about that, as far as I remember. Yeah, but given you can given go through all their signings, like they do everything quickly. Mm. Given Gundogan's exit, I do wonder if if City do make an offer, do you think they'll like genuinely blow us out of the water? Like you know, here's 110 and another 10 later. Like, do you think they'll do that, or do you think they'll try to you know nimble away? I don't I think I, they'd start at like 85, 90 plus Phillips. I just yeah, I they gave a hundred for Grealish. It this isn't. I don't really see like the glaring need for for Rice right now for them. That's why they're not no, in it right I now. I don't see it, but I think hey, you also have to consider. And, and I know people are going to say it's ruining football, but there is that thing about you know getting your other the your opponents' targets right. That is a thing. <laughs> and I mean, if if City get Arsenal, they're uh, uh, sorry. If City get Rice, they're set for the next what half decade. And I mean, I, don't, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't really see the fit to yeah, Rice City. But like, the thing is, is that you have the best coach in the world and one of the hardest workers in the league. Like, yeah. he's gonna find a place in that team, whether it's next to Rodri in Rodri's spot, playing in Stones' role. I don't, I don't fucking know if Pep's gonna use two center backs as midfielders and two DMs as center backs. Like. No, I I don't doubt I don't doubt Pep's ability to do it. It's just that like, it's weird. There was right. there was a hole for Grealish to fill with with Grealish leaving and all that with Son and yeah. But that but that's what I'm asking now. If you're if you're City, what what holes do you have to fill? I guess you have to replace Walker, the good so the left back. I mean that's the other thing. Right? And you can just, just, take. just in theory, do you reckon they would try something with like Rice in the Stones role and then Stones out at fullback? Do you reckon they try something like that? That's, that's like that's, yeah, that's not I, beyond. Kanji, they could use out wide. I don't know, like fullback position. I can see as well. Mm. We'll see. I don't know, but like you know, when we talk about rice, we do also have to talk about the replacements mm-hmm. that are inevitably going to have to come in at some point. I. So, uh, how many people do we have right now on like the the rumored shortlist? We've got Fofana, Musa. Um, I saw a report about Adams last night. Phillips. Polina, Alvarez, Phillips, Ward Prowse. Um, is there anyone else? There's, there's been a couple others, right? Did we get linked with with Tyler Adams? Where did you see that? Yeah, that like was last today. night. Um, that was no. today, yeah. Oh, was it today? On um, like transfer checker or something. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it up. It's, it's about um, time because that was. I mean that that's one of my favorite players. That is he would yeah. he, he would fit really well. Here. I think he'd be really good. Where uh, was this? Would you count? Well, what's weird about our transfers is that, like, we're really not going to do anything until Stide Pen comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, that, gonna like, we're not going to make any moves until we hire a technical director. 
and I'm sure while he's drawing up shortlist and stuff, we probably won't do anything for another week after. I, I feel like I'm missing someone on the shortlist. I um, feel like I'm also trying to think of someone who we got linked with who was actually kind of. I mean, excited. there's Onana, but that's more of a wish than like a link. So as is Lavia and Cotton. Yeah. No, I think that's it. I think you got everybody. Have we been linked? Have we Joe, been linked I texted you today me? about something. Oh, Alex Scott. We were linked. Alex with. Scott. Oh my. We were yeah. linked with Alex Scott. Yeah. That's something that really gets me excited because he's also cheap well, as well. He, I, I, they want twenty five million. He's not that that's not much. much. That's not much for like a young player. It's it's year. doable. He's look. He's nineteen, and he is like he has an elite skill. Yeah. The his only ball, issue is his a, ball carrying is oh, yeah. insane. The only issues are a, he's a Tottenham fan and b he's from Guernsey, so it's a bit um it's a bit rough. But he's a Tottenham fan. Yeah, he's a Tottenham fan. Jeez. I don't give a shit, bro. He's gonna carry the ball through midfield like that. He could be a no wall fan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had a. I mean, he had such a great performance against City in the cup. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a stamp for me. The other thing I'll say is, like, look, we tried signing a West Ham fan central midfielder last year, and half the yeah. just fucking hates him. So where, like, where has this like downs to Southampton rumor come from? By the way, like, what is just, is that a real thing? I don't know. Ollie seems to think, and Ollie's got X's Patreon now, so. So do I. I haven't seen shit. Oh, all right, fair enough. But I haven't been on it, so. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I I feel like we have no plan. I don't think Moyes rates. We yeah. also don't like look. Whatever you think about Flynn Downs, this is not the summer to sell him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think we're selling him anyway. Obvious. But I also don't think um, it's the. Uh, I don't think it's the season to loan him out because we do need. Like, we are lacking. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should be in our squad next season. Yeah. And I don't, you know, he's not been, he's not like blown us out of the water. And I think Brentford away was a really poor performance. But like, he's been. He's done. He's had good games. He's been really good in Europe, I think, especially in the group stage. Um, He was decent in the group stage. Yeah, but still, that's like. I'm just, I'm just joking. Like, he's. like, no, yeah, there are things that he does well, and he's a no. useful squad option. I'm not I, honestly, I couldn't tell him. you off the top of my head how good he was at Old Trafford. But I remember against Liverpool, I was pretty happy with his performance. Yeah, no, Old, like, Old Trafford playing, and Liverpool, he played well. He was playing what? He was playing, like, right mid? He was playing on the right was, Yeah, that was uh, that 4-4-2 where he was... Was that, like, right. Bowen and Skamaka up top? And there was, was, like, um, him and... That was him and Fornals on the wing. That was suicide. That was yeah, actual I mean, It's hard to judge a player when he's playing so out of position. Yeah, but he, was, he was good defensively anyway. Yeah, like, but, I mean, how much credit can you give him for, like, I mean, he wasn't progressing the ball at all. That's That's been his problem all year is that he, like, yeah. has doesn't really have the eye for the forward ball. Yeah, and, but look, man, the game will slow down for him. I'm not – Yeah, but I'm saying I think, I think he needs to be a tad more risky with his passing. I think – I agree. Because I think – Retaining possessions all well and good. He's definitely a talented passer. We all know it. But I think there are times where you have to get the ball forward in some capacity, whether that be like a two-yard tap to your fullback or trying to play through the lines to like your center forward dropping deep. It does have to go forward sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He needs to take more risks with the ball. But the thing is, is like he's going to be our fourth center mid next year, hopefully. And no, like, hope I'm okay more. with that. Like fifth or something. We're not Suchek, gonna, so, so, so you think we're going to sign three central midfielders? No, saying? no, Suchek, Paqueta. Yes, no, I said fifth. So Suchek, Paqueta, two signings, and then Downs. You're like, you're 30. You, you should be able to do like 
two plus two or something. <laughs> Dude, get the fuck out of here. I'm 30. Where's your issue, man? Good one. <laughs> nothing wrong, nothing wrong. I was like, I was like, I was like, who the fuck is 30? No, yeah, I wasn't counting Paquetas. Only counting yeah. the two centimeters and two chips. Has anyone seen that? Is Paquetas injury like actually bad or is it just fine, fine, bro? I'm surprised X hasn't had like a report or anything. No, it's him. his fucking shoulder, man. That does worry me. He'll be fine, especially because it's like been a recurring thing with him. But yeah. there's so much time in be- in between now and like our first game, and it's not like he he's so talented. I'm not really stressed by him like, it, like the summer to uh, to work. What he He'll needs to do in the summer to work back. is like how to score goals. I reckon he scores goals for Brazil. Yeah, but I think I think with Brazil is he arrives late in the box and he doesn't really do that for us, right? He's either because really Moise is a hard like, on for Suchek doing it. Okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like because that role well, is already taken in our team. I don't think you can blame. I don't think you can blame Moise for Paquetta's performances up until the World Cup because that was just his performances were not that bad. He couldn't pass a ball five yards. He couldn't pass. That's not yards. true, dude. You were no, just no, no, being a fucking is. weirdo. He was great, Fulham at home. He, no, he wasn't was, great. He was, he was great in that game. He was, he was great. Right. In what game? Fulham at home when we beat them three one. Oh, yeah, Fulham at home, he was impeccable, and Skamaka couldn't finish to save his life. But there's like genuine. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. So, 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 what Fulham game are you talking about? He wasn't. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't hear you say Fulham. I thought you were saying like the whole season. I think that he was good. Paquetta's main issue before the World Cup was he lack of confidence. I would, I mean, maybe, but my my personal, like, what I indicated was him not having the same level of chemistry that he's had, yeah. that he's grown and developed with, yeah. you know, Bowen and Antonio. Cresswell and, yeah. Throughout chemistry that. Chemistry. Like, the second half. Because he was playing the, the same passes. That, he was playing the same passes that he was playing in the second half of the season that he was in the first half. Yeah, but they actually arrived. It's just yeah. It's just that I mean, the only thing is he has. I think what he's what he's done in the second half is he's ironed out his like sloppy gene, like because in the first half there were so many times he just passed like a simple pass out to Cress into touch, and I, I think, think that his role was different. I think his role in the beginning of the season in the second half of the season was different. His role mm-hmm. in the first half of the season was to be more of like he was a true number ten, like almost like Lingard type. Like your job is to mm-hmm. make that final pass. It's like everything you're supposed to do. Whereas in the second half of the season, he had more license to come deeper and control. Like, and whether and I think part of that, I don't think that's all down to Moises' tactics. I think part of it is that Paqueta wasn't as confident or comfortable yeah. in England yet, where he was in the. Also, I, I definitely think Agüero's like ability to play out the back helped. Yeah, that. there's also mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think I don't think he was playing as like an out and out ten because there were games where he did play really deep at the start of the season too. I think he's definitely come a tad deeper. But I don't think it's like I don't think he was. Playing I don't know, dude. Nothing, his but... role in the first half of the season was weird. He played left wing <laughs> at St. Mary's. No, that's my that's my really big issue with um, Moise's treatment of Vlasic. Is he saw how successful Lingard was in that role, and Lingard's role wasn't to like you know play that incisive pass. It was pick up the ball and drive, give it to Antonio, and get up to the knock ons. Right, that was his role. Vlasic excels in that role. He's fast. He's got a low center of gravity. He can carry. He makes those runs. The fucker played right mid every single game and left mid once. And the one game he played in the center, he scored. I mean, I'm that's not why I'd give him a second chance, especially given Lanzini's leaving. I don't and really Paqueta's discovered his like deeper thing. I feel like 
I would keep Lusage. I don't really like he's a fine squad option, I guess, but I don't know. He's like, young as well. How old is he? He's like 20, 25, 26. I would I would say younger than that. Yeah, he's twenty five. He's younger than Paqueta. He turns twenty six in October. I just I, I think he it's never gonna work here. I, I wouldn't I disagree. I feel like like the games where he's played centrally, which if I remember correctly, were like Leeds at home in the cup and then Watford away. He's been really nice. He also played Tottenham in the Carabao Cup. That was my favorite performance of last season. No, I thought, I thought he was really good against Lisa. I can't remember the Tottenham game too well. Actually, I do remember. Was that was the game he went out. He was really good. But I just, I just feel like there's someone in there, right? And it, maybe he doesn't suit a possession style, but he's still that ball carrier. Bowen excels in any style, really. And mm-hmm. like he, Vlasic is a similar mold to Bowen, but he can also play that Lingard role. I think the issue with Vlasic was he was being asked to but yeah, once he, he got was never out. played in a role that he was comfortable in. I would keep yeah, Lassage around this season too. Like he can no, like Lanzini is stuff. leaving. Lanzini is leaving, and as a fan base, like we've loved to preach for however long. Like oh, if a player leaves, you have to replace them. Especially yeah. with Europe, we can't have empty slots in our yeah. squad, and we can't go out and sign all these players. Just let Lassage come back. He's obviously a somewhat. Player. If we make him in a somewhat deep run to Europe this season, that's like. Three successive sixty-game seasons, somewhere around there. That's outrageous. And we're going to the quarterfinal minimum. Drop dead time. You can book that. And I feel like Paqueta is playing deeper now. Can we classify Paqueta as an A? I think we can, right? I well, that's like... what we classified him as. When yeah. We, he Bowen, Bowen doesn't play centrally. Corne doesn't play centrally. Uh, ben Rama. I've I've always been a big advocate for Ten Rama, but he doesn't play there. And then he shouldn't play there. I, I, I think I think that's his best position to be honest, just off the striker. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> I mean he's like performances there to be For Niles, right? For Niles can play ten, but at this point he's been like ironed into a fucking workhorse out on the wing. Mm-hmm. So I feel well, like with with Ben Rama, like Ben Rama can play well as a ten, just on that note. But what Ben Rama's good performances at the ten are is exactly what Vlasic is built to do there. It's no, ball car- yes, it's yeah. ball because Ben Rama doesn't pick passes like that. Oh no, from, he doesn't. He doesn't. like his passing is way too inconsistent. But when he excels as a ten, like specifically, what comes to mind for me was his first start for us, mm-hmm. his full debut when we played Leeds away. Leeds, um, unbelievable. Yeah. He played as a ten. He had like yeah. nine take ons and he carried the ball through that midfield all game. Yeah. that's what Vlasic excels at doing is picking up the ball. Turning people and driving at defenses. Yeah, which is why I genuinely think I genuinely think Vlasic can play in that role. Because right now, unless you classify Fernandes and or Benrama as a ten, we do not have an actual ten in the squad. So what do you do? What do you suggest? Do you suggest that Paqueta plays like as in a a pivot of some sort? I think I I still think Paqueta is better further forward, but. No, I think, I think I think that he just like I don't think Vlasic and Paqueta should be playing much together if at all. Vlasic should just be that's a right. different option. Well, they could, they could. I think they could. Theoretically, they could if we're chasing a game. Okay, I know, I know, we're playing it lower I'm... opposition, but like I personally like the four three three. You get a true six that's going to sit. You get more of like an eight who's going to destroy, right. and you play Paqueta next to them. But having Vlasic as oh, an option on the bench allows you to chase games. I thought it would be more. I, I get the point for sure, but I feel like I don't think Vlasic should be starting to start. Odds no, are he's not going to be here at the start of next season. But I feel like the talent is there. He's been pretty good at Torino. I feel like when he's played in that central role, he's been good for us. And I think I don't know. 
I don't know. I, do think, I think more than anything, definitely. it's just a fiscally responsible way to keep your yeah, squad definitely. big enough to complete to compete on four different fronts. Especially with Spiketa, right? And he's, he's a lot yeah, different than Lanzini. Crush, You're going to have to replace Lanzini's qualities yeah. in the transfer that's my, market. That's, but my that's my big concern, though. Say we lose Rice. Would you would you guys classify Piquetta as like an outstanding ball retainer and passer, specifically, yes. like passing? Yes. All right, I'd say I'd say he's really good at it. But retain now okay. so he's so he's really good at ball retention instead of outstanding. Which no, but ball. like in terms of passing, I feel like he's not. In terms of like recycling possession, like yeah, which is what my concern is. is. My concern well, yeah, is Rice is a better possession recycler than him because no, he likes saying, to higher up the pitch. Okay, but in terms of ball retention, oh yeah, but that's not the best in our squad. Now yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, passing. I mean, specifically passing is okay. right now. I don't think we have a player. Like in midfield, I mean, I guess you say Aguero, but he's not a midfielder. Who's like genuinely that mold of just well Downs, but Downs is kind of a he's mm. not he's not good enough. But I'm saying you don't have that player like Lanzini who just gets on the ball and passes. Yeah, that that's a player that we need to sign, and that yeah, player yeah. Will be and I think that we will sign that player. That's our that's my only issue with our targets right now is I feel. I feel like none of our none of our targets are like that mold of player, right? Like I, that passer. Oh, I look at Jack smile, man. That's oh, he's getting... um, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, Alvarez and Polina are the two most like the two like nailed on candidates to play as our six, and I feel like they're like we're just losing so much of what rice does in yeah. possession with those guys and yeah but i, I, I don't know much play. about i don't know much about fafana from monaco from monaco but we there is not a single target we've been linked to I, i'd say adams is really good at it but i don't think there's a single target we've been linked to is like a really really good passer if that makes sense well the thing that in my personal opinion with it is that like rice does both right and that's what makes him oh, so yeah. special but we have to remember that we are signing two center mids. So in my personal opinion, at the sixth position, we just need to sign someone who's disciplined like tactically yeah, and who I'm... is at least really good to an elite ball winner. And like who's serviceable on the ball but doesn't have to be amazing. Yeah. Then the upgrade on Suchek, who you signed to also replace some of Rice's qualities, needs to be someone who can recycle the ball. There definitely at least has to be the only issue I have is I don't think all of our all of our targets, if we ignore like the ball winners, right? So if we take Polina out of that bracket, essentially, all of our targets in midfield are exceptional ball carriers, but none of them are exceptional ball like passers, whether that be short or long, right? It's not Onana, it's not Scott. I don't know about Fofana, but I don't think he is anyway. Um, who else is there? Adams is a really good passer, but he's he's not like sensational at it, and he definitely doesn't have the ball carrying ability. I think what you're what you're looking to do is Rice has those three standout qualities, right? Passing, uh, defensive ability, and ball carrying. I don't think there's a set of two players that really replace that. So I think you have to pick and choose and prioritize one over the other. I think the fact that like one of these players is going to end up replacing Suchek, I think Rice being so good was able to at at times mask Suchek's limitations in possession. And the fact that we'll have three midfielders who have that baseline ability on the ball will kind of make up for what Rice is, what we're losing with Rice to some extent. Um, I think Fofana, Fofana is my number one right now. Um, 
he can kind of play either like the six or the eight, uh, in my opinion. That's why I like him a lot. And and he he like from what I've seen of him makes a lot of those like those passes that like that Rice made like progress like like diagonal passes to the fullbacks and like you know short passes like through the lines like and you know passing it back to the center backs when it's you know the the prudent thing to do like Fofana possesses those qualities and I think that him alongside like another you know aggressive type player like Suchek but with you know that baseline level of 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 um of you know passing like like for say like Kone or something like that like that would be the my perfect yeah. build is, is in for my Paqueta, personal opinion Troyer and Paqueta. I would be looking to sign two like athletes because I think that us as a team we operate like we're at our best when we can athletically impose our will on the other team in the field. Yeah, like we've shown that with Rice and Suchek. Suchek is probably not exactly where you want him to be athletically, but he's a physically imposing body. But if you can have two guys who are capable on the ball, and especially one who's like really good on the ball and can recycle possession to the extent that you need, and you keep that athletic superiority that you have with Rice and Suchek, then we're really in business. That's why I'm not crazy about targets like Ward Prowse. And I love Alex Scott. I think he's a really cool player, and I would be very on board with that because we could use an elite ball carrier to replace rice but anybody who's not a physically imposing player i'm going to have a few questions about no, just in a moist team in a, in a moist say, team what i would say about scott is i think he is a player who when you take ball carrying ability and passing ability and put it together he excels the most out of all our targets i think i completely he's the, agree he's the best offensive mix and i think he's obviously high risk but He's energetic, he's young, so he'll have like the stamina, hopefully, to last through the season. And probably most importantly is we are an aging squad. Age doesn't really matter, in my opinion. I think it's a bit of an overrated aspect when you have fans say, oh, look how young all our players are. We're so good. But at some point, you do have to consider our average age is what? Like, is it over 30? I think it might be. No, it's not. One of the oldest. No, our starting 11, I think, is over 30. Yeah, one of the oldest in the Prem. Like, I think it's, it's the got, or second old. 47-year-old Fabianski. Yeah. But you do, you do need, like, in our, no, in, our, in, our, in our squad right now, in our, like, established squad, who is actually young apart from, like, Ben Johnson and Flynn Downs and Rice, obviously. Rice was our youngest. No one is actually particularly young. And I think you do have to Maka, get young. Skamaka, Skamaka. Oh, yeah, Skamaka. Yeah, yeah, he is young. He's 24. I think like, 25. Yeah, but like you, we have no like you know standout youngsters apart from Rice. Well, that's because Moyes and like I came around on David Moyes big time in March April time. Like I was, we were probably I was definitely starting to come around on him most when uh, this podcast kind of got shut down for a little bit. But as much as I love Moyes and everything he's done for us and what he does, I don't think he necessarily has a grasp on what a young player actually is. Not in a disrespectful way, but I remember specifically a quote from two years ago now, probably, where he was like, oh, yeah, we have all these young guys. And he listed Rice, Suchek, who was 25 at the time, and someone else who was 24 or 25. Probably both. And, like, not saying that 25 isn't a good age. 25 is a great age. But that's, like, entering your prime. Yeah. Yeah. But really, players are 21, 22. Absolutely. My only gripe with Moyes is, I mean, he's been doing it with Mubama better, and he did it to some extent with Perkins. 
Um, but I feel like they're especially in that at the start of 21-22 and towards the last few stages of um, 2021, there were so many opportunities where, you know, we went into like the last 20 minutes of games, two goals, three goals, four goals up. And he never, ever, ever gave a young kid an opportunity. Like, I, I simply, I know the kids are younger and they don't have the match fitness, but I, I struggle to understand why Sonny Perkins was thrown onto the pitch when 3-2 down to Leeds. But no youngster was given an opportunity when we were like 4-1 up against Leicester or 3-1 up against Leicester or 4-2 up at Newcastle or what other fi- there's there's so many well, sometimes sometimes it depends who's just in the squad that day yeah but no but Okaflex um, I remember this thing Okaflex Okaflex is probably the one or oh, in yeah. that squad all Okaflex, the time Okaflex and Baptiste are probably the two who suffered from it the most and um, also no 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 Elise I should say too but I just feel like it's he really frustrating Palace, Elise Elise yeah, he's such a twat Aji Elise no it's Elise it's Elise no, oh, it's Elisa. You get the fucking Elise. He's I, I don't I, I just feel like he should have been um I don't know. I feel like uh, you look at it with um He should have used the lease at the yeah. end of twenty one twenty two. And it's interesting when the center backs were hurt. Oh no, but that doesn't bother me because those games were all tight. I just feel like what is the point in bringing on Divine Mubama when two nil down against Brentford? Or two one down against Brentford, but not when you're like three up. Well, that that, I, that I just game don't we, see it. That game we like we're already like qualified, like we already like solidified our promotion, so like it didn't really matter. Safety, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I get the point, but I just feel like there are so many opportunities for Moyes to get. I don't, I don't think that the Brentford game is a good example at all. Okay, not the, not the Brentford game, the Leeds but game. I, I, I understand, game. I understand when you talk about Perkins. I don't think it fucking matters when the players are introduced and what games they play in. I am happy that he played Perkins in that Leeds game. I'm happy he played Mubama in the Brentford game and in the Arsenal game. I'm happy yeah, but that these guys got no there. But I should. agree, I agree with what you're saying that there are other games, especially in Europe, where it's like 3-1 in like the 85th minute and he's got three youngsters on the bench, why don't any of them see game time? Yeah, and and it's something to watch out for, because we have this goal, like, I don't want to say golden generation, but, you know. But a, a pretty good young core coming up. through. Like, we, like, it's pretty, like, solidified that there's going to be at least two or three, at least, Premier League players on that. We have an accomplished squad. young core, yeah. Extremely. Yeah. But then again, we say we say this all the time, I feel, and it never but happens. But time, I, it's like, I feel like part of that is, like, historic. And also, like, we have to hold on to some of these kids, right? I mean, I, I'm not saying it's Moise's fault, but you look at Ashby, you look at Perkins, you look at um, Elise, you look at Pierre Equa-Limby, you look at uh, Longello. I'm not saying all of those are going to be, you know, fucking Ballon d'Or contenders in five years' time, but some of them are certainly, you know, extraordinarily talented young players um, who I think two of them, three of them, definitely would have gotten a big breakthrough at a Prem level at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, but they you, just, you know, at some point as a young guy, you have to make that decision. You know, it's it's just I've got to go somewhere, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But we'll see, because these, I mean, they're clearly like these, like this U eighteen class is like you know, they yeah, but they, our, they've established our, our U eighteen class two years ago wasn't bad. They were like second all season to City, I think. They weren't bad, but I mean, we just did the double. 
So what happened to Thierry Nevers, by the way? Like, he's just genuinely disappeared from the face of the earth. He went on loan to Bradford and he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. He died? No, he was, he was like injured all the time, I remember. I, I don't know what happened. I know he went down. Dude, I remember. I genuinely, this really annoys me. I have like, I have, I have like Pez 21 on my fucking console, on my PS4. I spent years making like a custom. Equa, a custom Longello, a custom Ocaflex and Nevers and Odubeco and stuff. These guys are getting serious game time against West Brom in the FA Cup, I'll let you know. Like serious ballers. Ocaflex, five goals in a season. I yeah. think Vlasic, Vlasic was my top scorer that season as well. Like it was it was <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see, because this is this is a long term issue for most. I mean, I, I don't think any of us actually want him to be here in like our three to five year plan. Well, I would like him to be if he. Does I would well be ecstatic if he was here in five years. Yeah, I would be he, fucking overjoyed because it would have meant we would have like won yeah, the fucking it would mean league. That we're dude. good. Yeah, it would mean that we're good. I don't know. He's not. He's not someone that I would want to see. Uh, you know, bring in this next. You know, to be generation. fair, he he yeah. he might he might be in the dirt in five years, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> Oh, like literally, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's like, dude, he's like almost seven. I mean, one more, one more stoppage time winner, he might be done, to be fair. Well, if we keep going on these European aways and we keep winning big games and he keeps having a pint afterwards, his body can't handle that. <laughs> all this flying, dude, you think his joints are okay? That's actually quite funny. I think before, before that goal against Fiorentina, the last time we scored a goal – that like won us a point or three points or won us a game or drew us or rescued something like beyond the 85th minute was leads away in 21-22. So we had to fucking wait for it, man. Moise is only 60. I feel like... Moise is not only 60. That's actually... You're actually right. Oh my God, he's actually 60. I thought he was like knocking on 20 years. Oh my God. Do you want to talk about some of the rice replacements? Just like rattle through them real quick. We've been about talking about the ones we're, we're linked with. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, you just want to go. You you want to go player by player. Yeah, just really quick. Just really quick. Like right, everyone gets you. a sentence, and then everyone can have like a dream thing. Okay. Like you know, you say one play you really want that we've not been linked with. Zhao Pauline, if someone says go for it. Someone tell says me, tell Sabe, me what you think about Zhao Paulinho. I'm not against a Polinia signing. I think the price is absurd, and I don't think it's worth half of the rice money. And so, I mean, the 90 million is just, it's not going to happen. I don't blame them for putting yeah. that thing on. But I'm thinking, you know, if we get Polinia for 35 plus 5 in add-ons, I'll be happy. Because I think Polinia is a tad underrated, right? He's not exceptional on the ball by any means. But I don't think you have to be. I think sometimes you just need someone who's going to fucking win you the ball. And he does that, and he's not bad on the ball either. He's got good technique. He's decent with a ball in his feet and like driving forward a bit. I think his passing could definitely see some improvement. But at the end of the day, you're going to be playing next to Paqueta and like probably another decent signing. You don't need to be amazing on the ball. And I think, look at, I, I think it's hard to judge because look at how much Rice does for us defensively, right? Like that guy leads the league in interceptions. I think he's up there in tackles and duels one and everything. You need someone. We we focus on Rice's offensive output. You need someone who's going to offer that defensive thing as well. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen someone who like mentally knows what's going to happen. He's like he's li- 
Do you know those stories about LeBron anticipating plays out of timeouts? That is literally Declan Rice in the flow of a football game. No, it's not. Yes, it is. This guy, this guy knows where the ball is going. Yeah, he's better than LeBron. He's more iconic. He, he is better than LeBron. I agree <laughs> with that. It's not saying much. Mike won't like this. But you get the, um, like, he just, you need someone who replaces that defensive presence. And I think Polinia is that. So I'm not, I'm not against it. I just think there's a point where you have to draw the line of, like, you know, he's just not worth it. He's not my, you know, he's not my ideal player to do the job. He's he doesn't fit into what my dream mold of what this midfield. Yeah, your dream like. mold would be fucking Xavi and Yester Busquets, mate. Like it's it's just not gonna happen. And I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I, I I he would be fine, but the price makes it not even worth talking about. So that's that's literally what I was gonna say. Like I agree with most of what. Raph said in his one singular sentence. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you like, enough, yeah, the, the, the thing, is. the thing, yeah, it's a run-on sentence. <laughs> but the thing with Polinia is like the price; it's not even a talking point to me. Yeah. Like it's the same way Alvarez isn't a talking point to me because he's going to be. A I think he is. I think Alvarez. In a week. It's not confirmed. It's not even close. Dude, to it, but 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 Dortmund continue to move on the deal, and we don't. He's not. Yeah, it it probably won't happen, but I think it's more likely than Polina. And also with Alvarez, Alvarez, like I have a lot of the same. Like it's the same thing as Polina. Right. Joe, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Alvarez? My, I, I mean, he's he doesn't move me. I, and to be honest, like I I think we can do better than than yeah. Alvarez. Like the, from the times that I've seen him play, like he just. He's he's okay. Like he's very like he's like a disciplined player, which is. You is know. he good with? A, I don't I, I don't watch much Ajax to be fair. Um, um, he is he good on the ball? I think he's decent, right? He he's decent. Like he's not gonna like blow minds on the ball. Like yeah, but he's he's capable of passing the ball around a bit. He's he's safe, and he's he's probably what you kind of were describing earlier about just a guy who's gonna like re- like retain possession like that. That that's him. But, you know, the thing I think we have to consider with Rice too is, um, you know, you know, you know that scene from Moneyball where like, who are they replacing? The fucking big hitter guy, and they say, you know, what does he? His average don't, is like four hundred. Don't. <laughs> Can I not blow the Peter Brown quotes? Don't. Is that Joe's joke? You no, get the point dude. though. Like, you're not going to replace like, you him. Can't, with you can't. You can't. And well, yeah, like you're right with what you're about to say. But, like, using that quote unironically is so insane to me. No, it's not the, it's not the quote, you daft cunt. It's a fucking it's, Dude, it's the... It, it, okay, well, you're not going to use the one quote. You're going to use the scene where they talk about adding up the on-base percentage. Precisely. Yeah. I don't but know. you get the point. Like, the yeah, yeah. Alvarez, like, is, I Alvarez is probably the closest we've got to, like, Rice as an individual player. Just fucking not as good. But I don't think you're going to get no. someone. So I think you need to fill it with, like, I don't want to say role players, but people who fulfill one role of Rice's game and then well, do that's, that several times. That's, that's what I was saying before and what I've been saying for weeks. Yeah, but none of the guys. So Rice has, Rice has, like, three elite skills. You have to find someone. You have to find no two players with one elite skill. Yeah, but Polini and Alvarez, none of them are going to, like, apart from them. Polini and Alvarez are both elite winners of yes. the ball. My my point is those and are the sign two another winners of the ball. But who else? They're unrealistic, so we're not going to get either of them. And then, with all due respect, I'm not particularly comfortable 
with running around with like some fucking Scott Ward Prowse Paqueta contraption defensively because yeah. Aguero, yeah, that's, Zuma's, that, that, that's Aguero that's and Zuma's ACLs will be gone by like week that's, two. That's not going to be the midfield. Ward Prowse in any context is. I don't think I, I think that Sartan is going to come in and just. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about Alvarez. I think. What do you think of Ward Prowse, Joe? I think it would be a disaster. <laughs> just, just yeah. leave it at there. Yeah, like, I, I think he's like. He's not good enough. Like, I don't want to say he's not good enough on the ball, but he doesn't excel enough on the ball to make up for his defensive. Uh, he doesn't do not, anything for us. He's not, we already no, have no, enough good set piece takers. He's not bad defensively, and he's not bad offensively. He's just fucking average. He's just, yeah, he's just a nothing player, and we're going to have to spend a lot of money for him. And I think the just... point with, like, he's good at set pieces is true. But, I mean, Bowen's really good from set pieces. Cresswell's really good at set pieces. Dude, you got to remember what Peter Brand said that your goal is to buy wins, not players, man. Yeah, well, that wasn't Bring me Ward Prowse for 50 million pounds. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. He sucks, dude. Like, like, he is just not worth it. A lot of these players aren't worth it, which is exactly why we're hiring a technical director. Yeah, but you do have to shell out for someone. The thing is, we will shell out for someone, but we we will shell out for the right players. Stalin can scout his little fourteen-year-olds from like Sri Lanka all he wants, but you yeah, can not join him on the trips. I would you, actually, you know, you can definitely. Yeah, I bet you would go watch him guys. Like, I guess he finds finds the good value, but like, I'm sure, like, you know, his data and all that is gonna. Like, you can scale that up to finding a high-profile player. You absolutely can. Yeah. Like Steiden is coming in to run our transfers alongside yeah. Moyes, I assume. Which and is a good Sullivan. Thing. Don't forget Sullivan as long as he's not behind bars. Um, <laughs> or who else is there? Scott. I think I think Scott is. But to no, some but extent, see, I think start. I think that you're going off track though because like they're they're the quote unquote rice replacements to play the six, and then there's the other midfielders to help. Make up what other time. what other like straight up six options are there? I think we've gone through them to be honest. Fofana is the only yeah. one. Oh, yeah, but Ward Prowse it wasn't it? Whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't. I mean, I guess Musa he can play. Really I don't think Musa's a six. I think I, I I again I don't watch much Valencia. When I watched him at the World Cup, he wasn't a six, was he? He was like he's been playing. Eight. He's been playing a six this international break. In, in this most recent international. Have break, you guys been watching? Yeah. And it was out of position, but he looked really good. I mean, he played against Mexico, and he looked better at six than Alvarez did at six. Dude, he had Alvarez in hell. In hell. Yeah, but to be fair, it's Mexico. Yeah, but there was a lot of one-on-one duels where they're – Yeah, but not now, let's be serious. They're horrible, yeah. I'm pretty sure sure Alvarez – Musa drew a a yellow card on Alvarez blowing by him. But Musa, I think think Musa is someone who really excites me. Like, yeah. I think, I think he is someone I really, cause he won't be too expensive, right? Cause Spanish clubs are like fucked and, and they're fucked and they think he sucks. And he had a bad season. So like, how long does he have on his contract units? So he, he's, he's, they put the price on like, about like 25 million for him. Yeah, that's fuck. Oh man. Bring him in. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. And honestly, really he, he doesn't fucking score. At at that price, twenty five million, like you can afford to like. You're trying to sign someone. I mean, okay, his contract expires in twenty six, so it's not like it expires soon. But they they are looking to get rid of him. Yeah. But I would I would I think he'd be an exceptional signing because he's he's versatile. I think he has a he has a I don't I'm not saying he has to play there, but he definitely has the traits to play 
outside on the wing as well. My if only we thing like with Musa is like I hope that if we sign Musa, that Moyes knows what he wants to do with him because the Moyes can get very easily lost with him. Yeah, Joe, I, I think Musa would be really good because I think he has the on ball and off ball quality. I think he's one of the only ones who like possesses both. Ideally, we in my in my world of of the targets right now, which I'm not super excited about, and um, I don't think is anywhere near the. And, and it's not final. Uh, no, but I, I think, think some of the options are good. If you ignore fucking <clears throat> Woodprouse, yeah, uh, I my I think my like if I had a like gun to my head, three like like what's your midfield of like you can just build it like with the guys we have right now in front of us. It's Musa. It's Yusuf Fofana and it's uh, Lucas Paqueta. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really Musa, I really, Musa really or want Scott. Scott. Yeah, Fofana I really want Scott and Paqueta. So I, I, don't, I think I don't watch Fofana, but like, I mean, he's a French international. That and not that in and of itself. Was he at the World Cup? He was at the he World. Started he started in the semifinal. Started in the semifinal. Oh, he didn't. He did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He's he's quite good in that game as well. He left. He, oh, left wow. uh, he left our good friend Eduardo Camavinga on the bench in that game. Mm-hmm. You remember that Unahi fella? Yeah, yeah he's, he's in Marseille. Marseille, not Marseille. Not Marseille. Marseille not funny guy. Funny guy. He went for peanuts as well. Yeah, like eight million. I was oh, thinking about him the other day because I was I was watching the France Morocco game, so I wanted to see Fofana. Yeah, I've, the only thing I've seen from Fofana is his uh, game against PSG last season. It was exceptional. I think and also I think he's good enough. He's so good on the ball as well. I think again, I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna act like I'm some fucking expert on Monaco's U twenty two player. But from what I've seen, which is limited of course, he looks really Isn't he twenty three? Fuck know, do I know. You know who is an expert? You know who is an expert on Monaco's U twenty three? Alan Ressa. No, I was no someone a little closer to the team, Mark Noble. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His good friend Paul Mitchell, because he's he? friends with Paul Mitchell, and he he was on duty scouting Alex De Sassi last season. Right. So and maybe he'll actually know Isa. And he's probably, I would I would guess that it's Mark Noble in there recommending Yusuf of Fafana to us. Yeah, I mean he's I, I'd really take him. And then well, who else is there? Um, Scott. I mean, Scott, I think, is self-explanatory. I think it's a risk, of course, because of his physicality. But I think, I he's think got the ball-carrying traits. He's got the passing traits. The only concern is a bit like shooting, but then again, he does play for Bristol City. Um, how, would, how would you feel about buying Musa, Fofana, and Scott and having them compete? Do we have that much money? No. We have well. It depends on this rice thing, I guess. Uh, I think it depends on the left wing and centre back and left back scenarios, and if Skamaka leaves. Yeah. So this is a question that I have: What would the fee have to be from Manchester United if they're offering you McTominay and Maguire? Or do you? I wouldn't take McGuire. McGuire. I would take McTominay. Wouldn't you McGuire. wouldn't take Maguire, but you would no. take McTominay. Yeah, I would take Maguire. Dude, what is wrong with you? I'm not high on. I'm not super high on either. But I think McTominay. Has a role to play. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want either. I think. I, I, I think, think McTominay could play a role for us, but you would just say no to Maguire, just straight up. Cannot. Yeah, not I'd rather, good I'd for much West rather the money. No, Harry Maguire is not good enough for West Ham United. Dude. I'd rather the money. I'd rather the money. I think. But but, I, I but, think but they don't have the money. Well, then I wouldn't to want make up that valuation. Then I'd rather you go to Arsenal if we get that money. 
you're, I, you're dude, best. you're crazy, man. Yeah. Maguire would be great yeah. for us. No, he wouldn't. Because yes, I mean, he would. Dude, we have we have Zuma, we have Aguero, we have Aguero. Zuma plays twenty two games a season, and and we're in Europe, and we have ambitions of staying in Europe, and we think, play a lower block, and Maguire get, would be more protected, and his and his good qualities would come further to the forefront playing for us. And he is unbelievable for England. He's still really, really good for England. He's really, really good. He's, I, don't, I don't see it. I think people are a bit too high on the idea of Maguire. I think people... I get, I get United... I think people are, are too low on him. No. I think I think United fans for sure. United fans are... He's not some, like, League One talent player. But I think we act like, you know, this... What is it now? Three-year spell at United? Just doesn't... When we talk about Maguire... Dude, he had a great... Dude, he Euros. like has had good seasons at United. He's no, not. I w- I would carry. Yes, he has. He had one year where he was he really was good. Never good at United. He was never good at United. He okay. had an average season in the first season, and since then he's been no. Like, he had a good second season. Bomb threat, bad. He started every game. They finished second in the league. I mean, this well, yeah, but that wasn't an outstanding season from him by any means. That yeah, he said it was good. good. I didn't say it was outstanding. That was that was the Bruno Ballon d'Or season. Okay, but okay, but to finish second, you would think that your first choice center back would have a pretty all right season. I mean, he was next to like Victor. No, he was he was average that season. Okay, so think... he was average, and they finished second. Yeah, he is a top four player in a bad fit. I don't think Maguire. I don't think you guys. I think you guys are a bit too high on him. I think it's I, not. Well, be, I it's think not it's, even being that high on him. It's just saying I think it's a we could get risk. a very think... good center back in return for Rice and a fee that we should take that. I think it's a ginormous risk. I think we'd lose out on a, a sizable chunk of cash, which could limit us in how we replace Rice, which I think is a more pressing issue. I think it's a big risk on a player who is aging. It doesn't really concern me, but who is aging, you have to take that into consideration, who hasn't had a particularly good last two years. I'm we thinking, have no idea uh, the, the, if you can go the, back to that Leicester thing. And you also have to consider we when we are losing rice. Let's say we replace it. What did we say? Did we say Musa and Fofana? You're looking to replace him with two center mids. I'm suggesting. I'm not even saying that I would accept this. I'm saying that if United came in tomorrow and they bid seventy million in like we're one not or getting two seventy plus McTominay dude, plus Maguire. Maguire is more valuable asset than that. And McTominay. If we value him at one hundred and twenty million. They probably they probably value Maguire between thirty and forty, and they probably value McTominay between fifteen and twenty. McGuire, uh, McTominay would be around twenty twenty five. Uh, That's Maguire insane. Would be around 40, 50. That is in fucking insane. No I, I, one in the Premier League values McGuire, McTominay. You just said fifteen pounds. to twenty, and I say twenty to twenty five. That's not outrageous. Twenty five is outrageous. I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Any club who spends twenty five million on Scott McTominay deserves to go down. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not he's sure. no, he's like a solid, decent center midfielder. I'm not even hating on him. I think, but he's like, just to, but to, to to spend a sizable chunk of cash on him would be crazy. I don't know. I think he provides a lot, but I I wouldn't accept that offer because I would. I, I would just rather. I mean, I think he provides energy. I think he provides ball carrying. I think he does provide sizable threat arriving in the box. I think he provides decent defensive contribution. But that all being said, do not Google the FB breath stats. That being said, terrible. <laughs> that being said, I don't think I would rather just the cash 
on the players. The well, only, yes, the only, obviously you would rather the just the cash. Be the there has been no, City. there's been no sign that we are going to get just the cash. We have to start thinking about player plus cash deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think a the United thing is a, it's a pointless thing because I wouldn't. So Scott McTominay, you say he's good arriving late into the box, right? I think he is. You look at he has look at him twelve at Premier League goals and one hundred and fifty appearances. Well, yeah, because he plays way deeper. Look at his Scotland stats over the last year or so. No, because it's really suit good. My agenda. He's he's had some multiple goal games for Scotland. I, I don't no, know. No, he's much. like I'm not even like shitting on him. I think he's very press resistant. I think that he does provide a lot of energy. I think he's ball striking abilities. He's really he's good. tactically sound. Like he's not an idiot. I'm just saying that like paying a 25 million pound fee plus the wages that you're going to have to pay buying a player from a top six club is crazy. Yeah, I think the same goes for Maguire, to be fair. I don't, I'm yeah, not to some extent Maguire. it does. I wouldn't pay 40 million pounds for Harry Maguire, at least not in our And position. I wouldn't want to lose 40 pounds. If we got someone from United, I would want, in a, in a player exchange, I, fucking nobody, to be fair. Um, it won't happen. The player I would start negotiations with, the player I would, I would say, I would start with Wan-Bissaka, and then I'd move on to Alanga. And then I would move on to McTominay. To be fair, aren't they interested in Dumfries? Um, f- fuck they, do I know, man? I've, no, t- I think they actually... No, not Dumfries. I think they've been linked with Dumfries. Actually, I'll probably start with Alanga. Maybe, maybe you're thinking about Timberjack. I think if we could get like a sizable fee plus Alanga, I think that would be ideal. Because that sorts the left-wing situation to some extent. I mean, Manchester United a, hold Denzel Dumfries talks June 26, 2023. I didn't know that. Oh, wait, what? June, what do you mean? Oh, June oh, 20, Jan, Jan, January, January 26, 2023. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, I was like, dude, I'm in the future right now. Um, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't really see like a, a realistic player swap situation right. with United. Is that all our. Midfield targets that we've gone through. Are we missing? Yeah, them? we've yeah. gone through them all. Right. Joe, um, do you want to? Who's your James Simon, Joe, in midfield? In the realm of like reasonable realism, define that. Well, don't go out here and say Pedri or Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Uh, say Nkunku. Romeo Lavia. Okay. Interesting. Jack, what do you say? I'm a duo Nana. Kevin yeah, Brown. I would say I would say Onana too. Kevin I mean, that's Brown, those two are my like. If we Did can get, like, yeah, Onana fifty-five million. I'm sorry, just throw it there we, and then dude, we, try we, to like, lowball. Because the thing is, Fofana slash Musa slash, um, Fofana and Onana is exactly what I've been talking about all day. Yeah, but Fofana slash Scott slash, and now I forgot the other fella. Scott slash Fofana slash Musa. Jesus fucking Christ, Musa! Thank you. Um, none of those are going to be particular. Those will all be prob. I don't know about Fofana, but probably under or around 30, 35, right? I think euros, not, not pounds. Hmm? Like, like 30 euros would be like, like, like 25 million pounds around. I don't know. How much would get Fofana, do you reckon? They've been 35 saying 30, million. 35 million. Okay. I, I think you can, you can get like Onana's valued at 55. They need to sell. I know, apart from them, apart from like fucking, the only rumor I've seen is Chelsea, and they're about to spunk like a king's ransom on Caicedo. Or I, I, I can't talk about Chelsea. So I, th- I think it's, I think 
Put a bid in, man. Put a bid in. See what he says, right? I think the only other player I'd say is Tyler Adams. But then, I, you know, it's funny. We complain about lazy scouting. We've just named three Premier League players. Well, we, I mean, we've been talking. I feel like the player we've been highest on the whole time is Yusuf Fana. But I don't even think that that's a hard scout. Like, it's not really yeah. hard to scout somebody who starts in a World Cup semifinal. I guess, um, I guess my, my out there sign, my out there pick would be Andre from Fluminense. He's in the Brazilian league. I've watched him a few times. He's watching Brazilian league, dude. Get dude, a job. Nothing, there's nothing to do these days. You're the fully. Um, you're knocking on thirty. Fully employed. Please stop watching Fluminense games. I'm not employed on the weekends, and that's when they play. So. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. I, out there, my, I don't even think it's that out there, but if I had to pick someone that I don't think the club are that aware of, I mean, I'm sure that they're aware of them because like, they do their job, hopefully. But um, I can't remember his first name right now, but Loriente from Sassuolo, yeah. the left winger. I don't really have an out there shot, to be fair. Uh, at any position? Emmanuel Longello. Um, yeah. All right. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about Skamaka as well? Yeah. Because I think a decent I, I mean, there, there, I, I don't think that there's much to say about Skamaka. I would like, be he's so not, pissed if he leaves. He's not going to leave. Nobody's going to bid the fee that we no, paid I for him. No, sure. I wouldn't be sure. I wouldn't be sure. Who is going to bid $35 million for Gianluca Skamaka this summer? No one said only Italian million. clubs interested in him. We said all we wanted to... We said we wanted to recuperate a majority. I think if someone okay. comes in with like so nobody's gonna bid twenty eight million for him. I think I think it could. I, I would I would if I was if I was I would a, if I was Roma. If I was one yeah, of his... I would if I was Roma too, but they're not going to. Man, Iskamaka, I, I genuinely that would really really annoy me. Like it really annoy me. It would it would take getting like Inketia back for me to like. Oh my god! This guy and his Inketia obsession. Sleep at night. I would not be able to sleep. You know, I got I got bullied, like at Christmas twenty one uh, twenty twenty one or I think it was twenty twenty one for wanting Inketia so badly. I got bullied for it. Well, you should not have. You shouldn't have. Yeah, but I, I'd rather Balogun. We don't okay. I mean, e- either either one should be the, what we're going for. They're both. I mean, I don't think we're getting either because we're not going to get either. We're going to like yeah. In Skamaka, do you think Antonio leaves? Yeah, I think I think he ends up staying. I don't. I don't know. There's such a logjam of shit players at this position. I don't think he wants to be here. Which is a real shame. It it, it feels like one of the two has to go. He's getting uh. Well, we won't say what's happening in his personal life on this specific podcast. Yeah, but do, he probably think, wants a change of scenery. Yeah, do you think you will get a striker through the door this summer? Just like no context, no scenario. Do you think we will get a striker through the door if we sell one? Yeah. Well, I just said no scenario. Uh no. Well, but, well, there has to be a scenario. Okay, fine. Because, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because if but we I don't sell a striker, way. why would we sign a striker? Vibes. Yeah, I don't think there's. A, that's fair. Yeah. We could use. So I think to be fair, if we if we go out for a striker, no matter who leaves, I think it has to be one of Encasio or Balogun, in my opinion. No, and again, I think I think that I think that I think that if we sell um, Antonio, we should just go and sign Gigores in Coventry. No, I'd rather in Ketia. I would also rather in Ketia, but you're not going to go and buy in Ketia for well. 
The no, only way, the only way that you're getting, they're literally shopping in my friend. The, I'm saying the only way that you're getting in Ketia from Arsenal is a swap. Yeah, and we have that opportunity. Then, get, yeah, no, I'm saying I would go for that swap. first, but I'm saying first of all, no, no, no. first of all, Ikoris is not going to be more expensive than Ketia. That's first of all. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. No, he's yeah, not. Right. He has one year left on his contract. Jokeres, will be like twenty to thirty. And Katia will be like, and Katia, and will be comfortably. He, he will go for more than twenty-five million, and mm-hmm. Gikoris has no doubt in my mind will probably go for around twenty. And he has one year left on his contract. They have no leverage, and he wants to leave. And there's like five clubs interested. And the price has been rumored to be around seventeen and a half to twenty million. And Ketia, if you try and take Ketia from Arsenal, who's established in their squad, who they just gave a long contract to, who they yes, really they like, it's, they're going to ask for $30 million minimum. Just because they're actively shopping doesn't mean they are going to have to like get pennies for him. The only no, way but I'm can... saying they are actively shopping him. Yeah, they I think, are. Well, I think even if you say it's only manageable in a swap deal, I don't necessarily agree because I feel like, say we get no one in a swap deal, or even if we do get someone in a swap deal, I think part of that deal would be first refusal on some of their players, right? So we would go yeah. in there and we would say, we want first refusal on Enketia Balogun, Reese Nelson, Smith Rowe, and Lukonga or something. That would all be really nice. I would, I would love that. would be really that. cool. Yeah. If, if we got Smith Rowe, I would be over the fucking moon. Like, honestly. That's I would the be guy that he goes with. So, yeah. it's time to go. Lukonga is another player who I've been really high on. Who? Lukonga. He sucks. He doesn't suck. Get out of here. He's, he didn't he's, have a good spell at, at Palace, but I don't really take stock into that. I forget either. he was at Palace, to be fair. He like was like he was with the end days of Vieira, and they were just in shambles by the time that he got there. But at Arsenal, he was really good, and just because of the fact he was that not he, really good at Arsenal, he couldn't ha- just because he couldn't hack it as the lone six of of a possession. Like it was one of the hardest things you can do to like the, one of the hardest jobs you can have in. The game is to play lone six on one of these top like high possession teams. And that's what he's tasked to do. And that doesn't mean that he can't play a pivot here. And I think he'd be really good. He possesses a lot of the qualities that we need. He is a really, really good passer. And I think that he is a great physical like you know frame. He we could mold him into something. I what's I would, the what's the time in New York right now? It's like six thirty. No, okay. Okay, go on. Sorry, that that's all I had to say. Is that that like I can, we can project him into being a really good player, uh, and just because it didn't work out at Arsenal doesn't mean it's not going to work out here. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. And he's had good games at Arsenal. He has just, had good games, but I think that's yeah, probably. I'm so disappointed with the Reese Nelson news. Like really annoyed about. I can't, I can't believe he fell for it. Like, it it's just fell for it last year. And Dude, they all fall for it. Why? Why do they fall for this? I don't. Because our test is a. What, what is Arteta putting in their drinks, bro? No, that, he definitely puts them in like a chamber downstairs or something with Gunnarsaurus. There's. <laughs> Jeez. There's, yeah. Wait, do you guys know the Gunnarsaurus chat? Yeah. Gunnarsaurus yeah. chat. Yeah. 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 I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I would have loved recently. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure it's a great project. And I think to some extent, those players in that dressing room will believe they're like next up for some sort of trophy and they'll want to be a part of it. But I just think this guy, I mean, to be fair, I understand why he doesn't want to come to us necessarily because we currently have, you know, like 
at three options at a relatively similar level to him on that side. He didn't even give the market a chance, though. But I, I think it's stupid to sign a really long-term deal. Yeah, yeah but... They'll get a fee for him. I mean, Enketi is going as of right now because at this point, it's him, Havertz, and Jesus. Are there, are there any strikers outside of the UK you guys would be, like, interested in? Outside of the Diallo. UK? I mean, Diallo. I mean, there's, there's, that, there's that other fella from Sassuolo who looks really good. I can't remember his name, but like they they replaced him with someone who was really really good. I am not aware. I mean, otherwise, I don't. I don't. I just can't think. To be fair, I haven't watched anywhere near as much football this year as I have the last two seasons, just because you know stuff's picked up. But I just don't think that we should be prioritizing the striker. There's no reason. We but there, there's yeah, no okay. reason. Okay. There's if if no someone is out of the door the moment they've like exited the building, we are on the facts. To Arsenal yeah. and Ketia and or Bellingham. Yeah. yeah. But I even then, we still have three strikers. I mean, maybe none of them are good. Who knows? I mean, we have Skamaka, Ings, and Mubama at that point. Who do, you, who do you want? Who do you think and who do you like want to start next season? Go into the season as like the main man? Skamaka. Yeah. It would or be nice if Skamaka could show enough to the coaching staff that they're willing to trust him as the striker in Metric One. I think he'll get the. I think he as I think right he's now, gonna get the chance. Yeah, barring barring no transfer, barring no like if we don't buy a striker, he's. I think he's gonna have the first chance. Like I think I think he's gonna be the guy that they are looking at to start next season. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah, Antonio. Antonio gonna, I think Antonio's gonna leave. I really do think he's gonna leave. Even if he does, it might. I, I think, think it might be later into the summer, but I don't. Yeah. It just doesn't strike me. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Southampton, to be fair. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays in the MLS. No. <laughs> May, I mean, he's 33. He has, he has, he has like, a, a lot of MLS interest. Um, I think it's time there, there's, inter- there's a lot of interest in him in general. I think Antonio would stay in the UK. But what, what do I know, man? And then, I suppose, I mean, I don't think... He I'm would really, love like, to go fucking play in Miami. Get fed through ball after through ball from Messi. We need to take Rice think... and terminate Danny Ings' contract, and that's it. I would keep Danny Ings. I would keep Danny Ings because you're not getting anything good for him. And I think you know we we slander. You're not getting anything a... good from him because he's been a bit fucking garbage. But the guy, he is a goal scorer at the end of the day, and I think that's worth having. And he's experienced; he can help mentor young kids like Obama coming through. Is he a goal scorer? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Throughout his career, he's been like a goal scorer. He's not. And he has like in the West Ham shirt. I mean, he was really good against Forest. He was. He scored uh, a really good goal against Ghent. That was some finish. That was a really nice finish. <laughs> I did. I thought it was offside for like ages. You know? No, like that, that is the thing with him is that he'll score a few goals and like I'm. And to be fair, he is, he's playing. What I'm, the the, the thing that drives me craziest about Ings is the wage. Oh no! The thing that, that drives, drives me insane. But to be fair, I was I was the biggest Ing skeptic when we signed him initially. Um, he was playing better towards the end of the season. I'll give him that. Yeah, but what I would say is over time, I think he's convinced me to some extent. Now, part of that is simply that he like looks cold in that kit with like the wrist tape and everything. I think that um, we agree. But I feel like I I feel like he's shown a bit of promise towards it, and I know he's like fucking a grandfather, so a bit of promise isn't ideal. But 
he's he's been a bit faster towards the end. I would keep him around as as a guy who can help mentor the young kids or Yeah, no one's gonna sign him. Yeah, it, it, we're stuck with him at this point. I wish we weren't, but we are. But so we'll just have to make the best of it. Anyways, though, that's probably a good place to end it. Good return to the mics for everybody involved and a debut on the mic for this man, Raphael. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. It's good to be back. I just wanna rally in a ray, ayy Shorty let me paint all in her face, ayy Your body my need a diamond ray, ayy I just dropped the rally out the rage, ayy Do not give a fuck about the place, ayy Money see it stacking in a ray, ayy Money see it stacking in a ray, ayy I just wanna rally in a ray, ayy can we be okay? Got money to take And my blood, now we lookin' straight Got 40 up girls, get through the dust Cause you niggas ain't not working on yes But it's so cool, cause we cool with you and me Stop talking to my shorty, stop talking to my team I hit you in the morning, right now I'm with the beast This handy got me yawning, I take it down to sleep This handy got me yawning, I take it down to sleep 95, you gonna ride, you better slide Hop on the whip, better step on my side Cause it's highway vibes, your wave wash my wave tie Don't trip, now you might slip slide Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly And I lean back when I win I need to way to infinity Fuck with my team, they fuck up my vicinity This shit going crazy, bumping on shit from Mass Miami Down the highway and I'm dressing my jammies One of the suitors that come in doozy My nigga named Rico, he's strapped with the truly We blasting the shots if you acting a fooly You striving for perfection Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga You worth the nigga, I kick flip and I flip shit I'm a worse but nigga, you switch shit And I will smith and watch the niggas I'm a fresh prince, don't check it, nigga I breathe deep, I'm testing niggas Go check your mate, it's nighttime and you were both today I might take your queen, but that was yesterday And I off your pawns, I'll leave you acid Cause I'm the realest king to ever play And I'm a black king, word up to my black skin And I run shit cause I'm African I don't gotta tell king. me I am the man <laughs>